CNN undercover video. CNN undercover video. Hey, you guys! It is the Loftus Party podcast coming from you this week from an undisclosed location on Long Island, guys. Long Island. On Long uh, Long Island. Yeah, I'm back in uh, your buddy uh, uh, JD's old stomping grounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, JD. Hey, that's that's that other voice you hear. That other uh, lovely siren songstress you hear is the Liberty Gimlet. Uh, I'm sure she's from some compound where the the weather's lovely. Uh, yeah, JD of uh, the JD and Stacy show. He hooked me up years ago when I was living out on Long Island. He's like the best the best chicken palm. The best chicken palm is at a place called Portofino. And he was absolutely right. He did not steer me wrong. In fact, <laughs> I might do that. I might do that for lunch today. So, nice. So much Chicken going farm on. is yeah. always a good thing. It, it amazes me. It, it yeah. amazes me. I'm always, I'm always struck by, and this is like, I hate to do this completely typical, like slow roll uh, lead in to a podcast. <laughs> but especially when you started with such me. a good CNN ditty. I know. CNN <laughs> undercover video. We're gonna have to, we're gonna get into that immediately. But first, chicken parmesan because that's what's important. It always amazes me how much better the delis are on the East Coast than they are on the West Coast. I go into the the Ralphs uh, by my place in Studio City. They don't even have like uh, chicken cutlets. Like it seems like that should be a staple of every deli. Here's just like a, a breaded chicken cutlet. Do whatever you want. You can heat that up. You can have it just as a cutlet. You can cut it into strips. You can put red sauce on it and have chicken palm. I don't know why they don't do it. Yes. So, so boo, California. Okay. We got to jump California in. can't do Italian food, period. But Cal- they, they can't do anything. They can't do anything. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a new thing today. Where I guess uh, they were going after Uber drivers, the, and somehow this, they're trying to put a limit on how many jobs you can do in the course of a month and still be considered a uh, like a contractor, you know, an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, however, uh, they've accidentally caught writers in their nets. So if you're, yeah, if you're a freelance journalist, they're saying you can only do. Uh, 35 freelance jobs in a month. So that just crushes. That just crushes uh, freelance journalists. I mean, freelance almost anything. Freelance writers, period. Yeah. 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 So there's a there's a great uh, weeping and gnashing of teeth over that this afternoon. They've just and it's once again, it's like you've got these morons in the state legislature and they're like, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll put the limit to how many freelance things you can do every month. That'll show Uber, and it's like, well, now, no, you're gonna you're gonna catch a lot of other people up in your big, uh, all-knowing, all-seeing governmental net. It's horrible. It's horrible. I, I mean, I just I know so many people that do that as as extra income, just because they can. But yeah. it, it's college funds and other stuff. I mean, that's just that's just hitting people where they don't need to be a hit, especially with the price of housing and everything else in California. God. Yeah, I am. Uh, I will be very eager to hit the dismount. That is really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
They keep pushing me. They keep, don't push me. Don't push me because I will stick the dismount pretty darn fast. Okay. We got, uh, we got big news stuff we got to cover because that's what the show is all about. It's, it's politics. It's comedy. It's current events. It's pop culture, everybody. And and so, and like legit pop culture. You know what? And I'm just way out of bounds here. But, uh, uh, Paul Hare, who, Write stuff for the loftusparty.com all mm-hmm. the time, and he's fantastic. And you guys can, people listening, you can do it too. Sign in, sign up, start posting stuff. But Paul said something that, that, that made a lot of sense to me. Like, not only do we talk about pop culture, we participate. We participate. And that made me yep. uh, like a little feather in my cap. I'll give mm-hmm. you guys a little update here. The, uh, the Freedom to Laugh comedy tour... The Freedom to Laugh uh, comedy tour. We were in uh, Houston last week, and we were also in Dallas, Texas last week. Those shows were fantastic. Those shows were fantastic. Houston was 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 great. Dallas was outrageous. Dallas was outrageous. Like thunderous applause. You had everybody in town for the uh, Trump rally then, didn't you? It was the same night. Oh, it was yeah, the it same was night. Same. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, which which I thought was like just, the turnout was for having a Trump rally like literally uh, across town with a, mm-hmm. with a giant overflow crowd. I have some friends over there that they do the the merchandise for uh, you know for Make America Great Again. They were going to try to work something out. But not only was it the same night, it was actually the same time. I think Trump's rally started at 7.30 and our show started at 8. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. So then this week, I'm in, uh, I'm in Long Island for a couple days. On Long Island, I guess they get very mad about that. And then I'll head back to Los Angeles for shows in uh, Brea, and Ontario. That's Wednesday, Thursday. I think there still might be some tickets left for that. Uh, but usually, all the uh, all the Republicans circle their wagons for stuff like this. But it's a great show. It's and it's just getting better and better. And then we got some theater dates that will be coming up uh, in the winter. Nice. There's, uh, there's oh, oh, this is what. Like, legit, like, when you have something that's good, when you have something that's funny, you can't keep it a secret. Uh, and these these theaters around the Midwest are like, oh, my God, you'd be perfect for this. This would be perfect. Let's do this. So we're scheduling a bunch of stuff. Things are kind of fluid right now because uh, nothing ever stays the same. But we're, we're figuring it out. Dates will be updated. We'll have a big update for you guys soon. But a ton of, like, uh, theater shows and some more comedy club shows. <clears throat> it's all wonderful. Okay. Uh, so that, oh my gosh. And here's the other, I'll just throw this in the, the giant opening. I was, uh, when we were in Dallas, that's where uh, the Blaze is. Mm-hmm. That's where they have their headquarters. So one of the guys uh, doing the shows, Chad Prather, he's that the big cowboy uh, looking dude all over Facebook and whatnot. So he has a show on the Blaze. So Reno Collier and Brian Hayner and myself went over there, and we got to you know we we taped a show and Chad will put that out. It'll be an episode of his podcast. So I'll inform you guys when that comes out. That was a lot of fun. 
but it was very cool to see uh, the offices and stuff. I mean, the sound stages. This is an old, I, I didn't realize, it's an old uh, Paramount facility. So it's like a legit studio with giant, you know, it's like these big aircraft uh, hangar studios. But we got to go by uh, Glenn Beck's office. And Glenn Beck has done something that is so smart. He's uh, he started collecting Hollywood memorabilia. So now, whenever somebody wants to uh, butter up Glenn for something, they'll just send him a cool piece of Hollywood memorabilia. You know, on Christmas, <laughs> this is, this happens to me all the time. Like I, I'll get into cooking. Right. I'm like, oh, man, I love doing this. So then everybody knows, oh, I know what to get Michael for Christmas. I know what to get him for his birthday. He likes to cook. I'm going to get him a pasta maker. I'm going to get him a bread thing. Glenn was smart. Glenn was smart. And I like Hollywood memorabilia. So that he has, and you probably knew this, the original Darth Vader helmet from 1977. He has. Wow. Yeah. And it's in his office. So now. Because he has that, and it's so insanely cool, he's got like somebody's like, "Hey, here's a, here's a, here's a stormtrooper from from, from a movie no one cares about." But it's a, it's it's cool to have. He's got one right. of uh, eight pairs of slippers that they used for the Wizard of Oz. He's giant submarines that they used in World War II movies. He's got a very he's got like a one of the staffs uh, from. Uh, the Hobbit that that one of the uh, one of the wizards used, and it's it's very cool. I was I was incredibly jealous. I was incredibly jealous. Yeah. Did so you that's meet what the I'm man himself? Do. No, I did not meet the man himself, uh, which would have been awesome because I want to get him. I want to get him on stage at one of mm-hmm. these shows. Glenn used to be a stand-up. I want to get I want to get Kilmead on stage. Kilmead uh, from Fox used to be a stand-up. I want that to happen. I want Glenn Beck to do uh, some shows with us. But here's the interesting thing that happened. The interesting thing, one of them, uh, the guy who runs the Houston uh, Improv, and I'm not, uh, or no, the Dallas Improv, I'm sorry, and I'm not talking out of school here. I guess he does not lean to the right. <laughs> I think, if anything, uh, word is that he's, he's quite the opposite. But here's the cool thing, and this is what gives me hope. This is what gives me hope. So our show was in there, Freedom to Laugh, and mm-hmm. this guy's just a he's just a fan of comedy. He just loves comedy. He doesn't want to get but he had to admit, he goes, This show is damn funny. This this is dick. I mean, we're all getting huge laughs. I mean, it's just it's like thunderball, just bang, 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 no, bang. You have to come to Atlanta so I can see it. Well, that's what we have to do. We have to do the uh, the punchline in Atlanta uh, yeah. if they'll have us, or maybe a maybe a small theater. This guy is talking about. Do you remember a show uh, called Defending the Caveman? It was a big uh, uh, big Broadway show. I'm trying to remember. It was, like, it was a comic that did it, and and this guy uh, who runs the the Dallas Improv is like. The way he did that is like while he was working on a show, he just had a club that was like kind of home base, and he would do that show there like every weekend and just till it got he, till it really got popping, and then he took it on the road. And he was kind of like offering up the, uh, the Dallas Improv. He's like, come in here and just kind of just crank it out, and just we'll just this will be like your home club, and 
if if I could work that out, I would do it in a heartbeat. If I could work that out, I would do it in a heartbeat. But it's exciting. It's exciting, and it's good news. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's what we got, and this is in our our, our not so breaking news department. Ten minutes not in, not so breaking news, uh, <laughs> right? Our our recap of the not so breaking news. We have uh, CNN and Project Veritas. They got a bunch of uh, undercover video, just like they did with Planned Parenthood. They talked to the people who were there. They got a hundred hours of video. I heard an interview with James O'Keefe, and he said they have a hundred hours of video, and I think they've released like maybe a total of forty-five minutes. Well, he's got to he's got to bring. I don't know what he's holding back if he's mm-hmm. got a hundred hours, but he he needs to bring something like super salacious because so far I haven't been surprised by anything. I haven't been surprised by anything you've got oh here's an undercover video we're talking to a guy who works one of the cameras for the jake tapper show or something and he's mm-hmm. like yeah cnn they hate trump they hate him and you're like well no doubt no doubt but I think, i'm not surprised I, I think the whole thing that like yeah we all knew that they hate trump got it but I think the, the revelation really was the person who hates Trump the most is the guy who runs the network, and he has basically taken all editorial control of all of the shows. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's weird. Uh, I, I guess there's, the, the allegedly, I'll say this to protect ourselves legally, allegedly, uh, during a Jake Tapper broadcast, uh, Jeff Zucker like got on the the phone and was telling the producer uh, in the you know in the control room you know don't go to commercial keep this going keep this segment going you know ask her this ask her that it was a an interview I guess that uh, that Jake Tapper was doing with Kellyanne Conway and I guess they didn't go to commercial for like thirty some minutes and I I, I guess that's I, I mean it's I, I guess that's not good. I guess you don't want that. I mean, seriously, there's a part of, I mean, I don't know. We know that CNN hates him. We know that Zucker hates him. We know that they have him out to get, I guess maybe I've got um, Stockholm Syndrome with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I haven't, I haven't believed that CNN was like anything other than opinion shows for years now, for years. That, that's what you and I have had this conversation a bunch, you know, just admit it. Just call it CNN opinion you know, CNNO, but don't, as long as they're not presenting themselves as real news, and that's what gets under my skin, you know, is that, that p- there's still people in the airport who are like, well, this is real news. This is real. How are you that stupid that you can't tell that like Don Lemon hates the president? You can't tell that like Jake Tapper despises the president. Or, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's, a, that's the problem I have with it. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked uh, by any of it. By any of it, I guess Trump sent uh, a threatening letter to CNN. Did you see that? I don't know. Was it really like threatening or just like you're caught, we're done with you kind of thing? Yeah, but I think there there was like mention of of damages and, and you know possible lawsuits. They they definitely it definitely had that uh, it but definitely I mean, had that vibe to it. Can you kind of blame him? I mean, no. how hard did these people, I mean, how many times 
by CNN journalists, and please see the air quotes there, people, um, was he called a traitor? Yeah. A Russian, a Russian asset? asset? I mean, how many times did that happen? Not just from people on a panel who may not be paid CNN contributors, right? But literal CNN employees like Jeffrey Tubin and Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's that, where you have to you have to change their 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 designation. You really do. I I I, I was kind of halfway joking before, but then the more I think about it, we should just call it CNNO, which is you know cable news network opinion show, and and, well, and like just, literally like take a take away their news status. There should be, it's like when you try to get an airplane license, you you have to be qualified. Yeah, you should have to have. Uh, this is actually I'm actually onto something here. You should actually have to to call yourself news. You have to do the majority news. You have to do like uh, the majority of your broadcast day has to be like the straight up news, and then you can have opinion as well. But has to, that has to be in the minority, or else you get designated a uh, an opinion channel. Right. I think well, that's a great I mean, idea. I, think I was reading um, Mark Levin's book. Very smart man. Super smart. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned an awful lot from Mark Levin. Don't always agree with him 100%, but I've learned a lot. And I guess he said back in the 50s, one of the professional organizations um, that govern journalism, et cetera, um, said the biggest threat to the press in this country is the, and this was in the 50s, like before you and I were even born, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the biggest threat to the news media was the blurring of the line between opinion and straight news. Yeah, I and I and they were absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with them more. This thing where, and I think we've we've spoken about this before, where it's a uh, it's a color coded thing, or right? <laughs> <how> did, <laughs> there just has to be like a a blatant like something on the screen where you go, oh. That's, that's that's that giant orange. That means it's an opinion show. Right. So I got I got no well, but problem. But I mean, you don't like Rachel Maddow doesn't hide that her show is an opinion show. Tucker Carlson right. does not hide that his show is an opinion show. The problem on CNN is that none of them admit to being opinion shows. Yes. That's and, the- it's like guys the mask is off and you know maybe part of the problem is my understanding is zucker used to be at the network where trump did the apprentice they actually had a working relationship but he's literally coming from entertainment right news is not supposed to be infotainment it's supposed to be news (laughs) yeah yeah well, I guess that happened in the. It, it happened towards the end of uh, uh, Walter Cronkite's reign over at CBS. There used to be a thing where, uh, and I could be wrong. I think I'm right. Where the the FCC, in order to get your license to broadcast, you had to donate so, like like so many hours. I think it was at least one hour just to straight news, mm-hmm. just to straight news, uh, and then that. That law uh, was sunsetted. So now they do they do news or something they call news because everyone's used to it. But like your local stations, there's they can't they don't they don't have to do local news. They can do whatever they want. 
uh, and it can be straight up opinion, but it does. It, it's false advertising. That's the thing that kills me about CNN. It's it's false advertising. You have all these people in the in the airport. You know, you have somebody who's uh, you know just gets off a plane. They look up as they're walking through the airport, and there's CNN. Uh, saying this is the end of America. We've all lost. He's betrayed us constantly. And they go, oh my gosh, the news just told me that this is the end of America. And like, no, that's Don Lemon. And he's got, <laughs> he's lying. <laughs> right. They're, they they, they got to, I, I seriously, and it's like, it's horrible. I feel bad for even pitching the idea of the, the federal government to step in, but maybe maybe somebody over at the FCC needs to wake up and they need to check the rule book uh, to see what people can get away with in terms of, you know, disguising opinion as news. You hear that? You hear that, FCC? We have we have commanded you to look at this. You will look into this. You, you uh, There has to be a law. There has to be a law. As I say it out loud, I'm like, there's got to be something on the books already where you can't just have like fiction and call it news yeah except i'm 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 a little more optimistic okay because i never almost ever turn on a news network okay unless i see breaking news in writing in 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 a in a you know written form from yeah. someone who I trust, or um, Kimberly Strassel's going to be on talking about her new book. Like I, I tune into those programs to watch specific people talk about specific things, right? Yeah, yeah. But the the rest of what I do is search the web myself, look for original sources, um, listen to original speeches, um, and I really think. What's what's interesting to me about the whole landscape is, number one, you've seen a whole lot of left-leaning blogs just collapse, right? Um, like, big progress, Gizmodo, um, oh, yeah. now Huffington Post is up for sale by Verizon. Fox Ooh. is having financial issues, right? They flooded the market, and they went way to the left because all projections were saying this progressive strain that started to come out in you know in the Obama years was going to be the new normal it's not <laughs> okay yeah. twitter is not real life and the i mean huffington post started by ariana huffington and andrew breitbart yeah. i don't know that um is up for sale by verizon well Ariana Huffington, you can say, is one of the most fortunate, blessed, lucky people in America. Right. Uh, just, just for that whole thing, how that went down. But like, that's, yeah. I, I wonder if it's. Uh, I mean, it is totally leans to the left. I wonder, did Vox like pick up that audience? Did the farther, um, did no, Vice what it is, pick up that I audience? I heard Vice is struggling too. Vice is struggling. They've. They've lost their HBO show. Now they're just running reruns on their own cable show. Um, it, what they thought was there was going to be a, a, a continuous demographic shift that looks a lot like left-leaning Twitter, right? Which isn't really left-leaning. It's completely fallen to the left. Um, yeah. 
one of the things we're also seeing is the Democratic candidates seem to think Twitter is real life and people really want to give up their private health insurance and they're really concerned about trans rights and a whole bunch of other stuff that just isn't true. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've seen this complete shift in the Democratic Party and and in 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 a in the left leaning news media. Now those organizations are failing, and when you're seeing the kids that are like 25 and under pop up, is on the Blaze. It's on the Daily Wire. It's on <laughs> Stephen Crowder's channel. It's on that that demographic. Because of the democratization of, of information and because it's all available, right? People are like looking around and seeing who's saying what and what seems to make the most sense. I would really love to dig into the numbers on that and see yeah. if that, like, to see, like, are people, you know, what, what the Huffington Post, Huffington Post readership was, you know, three years ago how much it has fallen, where was the Daily Wire two years ago, how much has it grown, that, that kind of stuff really intrigues me, because you, you would always hear that uh, people aren't watching TV anymore, people aren't watching TV anymore. Well, just as many people are watching TV now that were in 1980, they're, they're, they are just, they're spread out, they're, they're spread out. And then if you, if you factor in Amazon, Netflix, and all that stuff, th there's more. There's more people watching TV. It's just, you know, they're spread out all over the place. They're not, you know, connected by, you know, four networks or even, you know, 80 channels. It's, you know, 300 channels. So I would, I I would mean, really like to see views, those numbers. If you look on subscribers and views on YouTube alone, and you look at some of the numbers that Joe Rogan does or Tim Pool does, who's an independent journalist with a couple different channels. But I mean, yeah. Tim Pool on a single video, every single day, gets more viewers than Brian Stelter does on Reliable Sources. Yeah, Brian Stelter. Tater! Tater! <laughs> Mark anyway. Dice, that guy. I remember on Twitter when Mark Dice crossed the 1 million subscribers thing, and everybody was yeah. like, oh, oh, wow, congratulations, congrats. He's up to 1.5 million now. Yeah, and I, and I, I mean, I think... Um, Dave Rubin is nearing a million. Joe Rogan's way beyond that. And that's just on YouTube. And these guys are on multiple platforms. And then well, you've got the CEO of YouTube complaining that her son, right, this complete social justice ball of mess that, like, cries at a freaking conference, right, because that dope at Vox's feelings were hurt by Steven Crowder. I mean, that was too much to watch, really. Um her son watches Ben Shapiro, and she freaked out about it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Isn't that That's great, right. though? Yeah. Like, I just want her kid to buy the Facts Don't Care About Your Feelings t-shirt and wear it around the house. <laughs> that is, uh, it's, it's, it happened to Juan Williams' kids. It just, yep. let's hope it's, it's the trend. I mean, I really think... I, this, or else I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be doing any of this. I really think that people need some kind of anchor. People, they, they just want, listen, everybody wants to do other stuff. Right. Like you might want to open up a, a, a chicken and, and french fry stand, right? So if that's really what your desire is, you want to have the best chicken restaurant ever, you at least need to get up and know, okay, 
these are the political facts. These are what's going on. I can touch base with that. Now I can move on with my life. It's just completely flipped with the left. Their life is politics. Their life is politics. If we aren't, you know, making some new agency from the government to solve some problem that we're going to hyperinflate and make you all worried about, like, it's it's not good. It's it's not good. And I've seen I mean, it said did you so say many different ways. Crazy lady in California. Oh, that, that like, lady who came after uh, Rand Paul. Yeah. I, I mean, she's like, I'm not going to sit here and take the Republican shit. I'm like, really? Republican shit I is love- now ordering a sandwich and sitting there quietly eating it? Why would I we ever put these her, people in charge? Oh. Her preamble. Her preamble. Well, you messed with someone from New York, buddy, and we're not going to put up with any of your Republican crap. Like, I love him. The husband, the husband is just kind of standing there going... We may have different opinions. We may not see eye to eye. And it's like, seriously, Rand Paul's just trying to eat a chicken salad sandwich. We may not see eye to eye. We may... So he's re- the husband is at least reasonable. He's being rude. He's interrupting a meal. But it's always the ladies. It's always the ladies that you messed with someone from New York City. And, and honey, I guarantee you try that in Columbus, Ohio. You come out with that. You messed with someone from New York City. Like, listen, there's nothing in your DNA that doesn't mean I can whoop your butt six ways to Sunday. Oh, I, I, those people annoy me the worst. Please come into my and start that. You'd have six women turn Seriously. around and go, yes, so? <laughs> Seriously. These people like, who I don't think care. Just, because, just because they reside in New York City automatically make them tough. No, yeah, no, no, that, that it doesn't work that way. There's nothing in the water. Well, there is stuff in the water. There's some lead and some rocket fuel, especially out on Long Island. Right. But like this whole, you messed with someone from New York City. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like actually the charm <laughs> in a weird way of like living out here. Because you'll see these people in, in Target. I have a coupon for five cents off. I grew up here. And they, they make it sound like it's the most important thing the drama is just cranked up to 110. Just shut up, lady. Just mess with stuff. Like, oh, that was this annoying is a as all hell. Call it lunch. Could you just please go do whatever you were going to do when you walked into the restaurant? Seriously. And like, what, 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 are, they, what are they hoping to? I, I don't like it when people interrupt people's meals. I, I really don't, for whatever it's reason. Rude. Don't. It is. And I'm from um, New York. <laughs> <laughs> so don't mess with the gypsy. I'm from New York City. I, I was a million years ago. I was where at, we talk right, but anyway. I was at Jerry's Deli uh, in Los Angeles. I was at the, the Studio City location. Mm-hmm. And I'm in there, and I'm having a meal. And the booth next to me is Garth Brooks and his manager. So I'm I'm eating I'm I'm eating so quietly because I'm totally eavesdropping on their conversation, <laughs> right? Because I want to know what Garth Brooks and his manager have cooking, right? And I'm like, how often do you get to hang out at Jerry's Deli with Garth Brooks? So they're talking about this or fundraiser. Near Garth, Brooks. near Garth. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but like their whole meal, and I listened to as much as I could. I, seriously, I was like, I was like a spy. In the house of Garth, uh, they're literally talking about how much money they can raise 
the shows they're going to do, who's going to be on the show, what a great cause it was. And it was like a children's charity and it's kids and hospitals. And, you know, Garth Brooks is like, and then I'm pretty sure this person will donate their time. And I'm pretty sure I can talk this person into doing it. It's going to be, and they're working on, it's going to be a problem, you know, the scheduling, but they can get the venue. And it's like, it was, it was great. Like Garth is, yeah. And then I, 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 I'm watching this guy sitting next to him and, and this guy, he's eating by himself too. And he's like, I can see him trying to work up the courage to interrupt he's trying to work up the courage to interrupt and finally he does and i'm just like oh you dick you dick and he's like hey i'm you know i'm jerry such and such from the blah 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 like like from a freaking printing company or something that wasn't even gonna help the event if you need anything while you're in la i have a you know i'm in charge of the western conference blah 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 and like garth brooks was completely polite and and like oh Oh, I'm not going to, if I'm ever, I'm not going to be a good celebrity. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be a good famous dude, person. Bunch in here. I'm going to be like, dude, dude I'm having lunch. I'm, a, I'm raising money for a charity. Why don't you take your card, shove it up your ass and keep walking. Well, I mean, here's, you and I have met, right? We've mm-hmm. had some extended conversation. People yes, keep saying, yes. you know, people around here, well, why don't you run for office? Why don't you run for state senate? Why don't you do this? I would make the worst public representative ever because if that woman from New York came up to me, the first thing I would have done was stand up. Oh, yeah. And I'm about 5'9". Oh, yeah. She would have backed right off. I said, uh, and I would have said exactly this. I don't know what you're talking about. This is a sandwich. We call it lunch. You need to shh. I, it's, it's like zero funny. tolerance I don't know. for that stuff. I think I think it's bubbling up. I really think it's bubbling up. There's been a bunch of videos on Twitter lately I've seen where people have just had enough. Like there was some climate protester on top of a train in England the other day. Oh my god! And everybody, did you see that? Did you see the one that glued herself to a oh, door? Hold on. I didn't see that, but I saw a bunch of people in England that were pissed off. They they were going to be late for work, and they reached up, and they pulled this dude off the train. They're like, Mm -hmm. all right, enough of the shenanigans. And then there was another one recently where climate activists were blocking an intersection, and they had a big banner, and they were holding hands, and some dude had enough. And he's like, we got to go to work. I got to get – and he's wearing like – He's wearing like nurses scrubs. So he, he's he's like untouchable. This guy's literally going to work to save lives. And these people are chanting about there's too much carbon dioxide. I mean <laughs> we gotta go to work. Here you are protesting with your social justice climate crap, right? Because it's not about the climate. It's about all the other programs, as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's former chief of staff clearly articulated. So they're out there purporting to help low-income and working-class people while blocking and, and all of these college kids, you know, privileged. They all come from money, right? And they've yes. got to fight something, so this is their battle. They're going to change the world. Yeah. And they're blocking the very people they purport to help. And oh my from god, getting he, to work he, from he, he rips, up their kids. I mean, come on, guys. 
He rips down the sign. The camera falls. And the whole time he's like screaming, we got to get to work. We got to get to work. And then he knocks. The camera gets knocked out of this girl's hand. And you just hear her say, why would you do that? And he screams again. We got to get to work. All I know, all I know, is that when we were having all the protests a couple years ago after Ferguson and everything else, the, like I don't know if it's because Southern people are just laid back. I don't know if we're lazy. I don't. I, maybe we just maybe we just have a different perspective. But we had one chain of about 14 people that tried to block I-75 for about six minutes, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Like, we just uh, don't do that down here anymore. We did our thing in the 60s. We all learned how to live together, and y'all are just crazy. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's all, I would almost, it's Antifa is where you're, you're smelly, I don't have a job, people go, and then they'll say they don't have a job because their job is protesting, that's half of it. And then you got the other half of the climate protesters are all from these, you know, these uh, super rich schools and their parents are well off. And uh, I'm just taking a break from my studies abroad. Uh, I'm, I'll be going back to school in Sweden soon. But I'm going to take the summer and protest. It's like what Jane Fonda is doing summer right and now. Twerk. I mean, have you seen all this crazy twerking that's going on? Can you tell me what that does for your issue, please? Because I'm just sitting here laughing. Yeah, well, it's, it's all about attention, isn't it? I mean, that's what it all is. Look I at guess. look at me, look how much I care. You know, oh, look at me. I'm out here for supposed climate change, but I'm going to wear my short shorts and and, sh- and shake my ass like, like I'm at a, at a gay club in 1982. Right. <laughs> like, look at me. It's all just look at me, look at me. But that, that, that's one part of it. But it's like, like I was saying, like the Jane Fonda part. Like Jane Fonda has a hit show on, on Netflix or something. Uh, so she just oh, said, she told everybody, oh, yeah, yeah, she's she got a show. Know. Yeah, she's got a TV show. And, and she announced uh, a couple weeks ago that during her hiatus, during her hiatus, here's what she's going to do, uh, uh, Gimlet. She's going to, uh, during her hiatus, she, she's going to fly out. Uh, to Washington, D.C. She's going to get an apartment there. She's going to live. She's going to make Washington, D.C. her home base uh, for the four months that her show isn't working. And then every Friday, uh, she's going to go to the, uh, the, the our nation's capital and she's going to protest climate change and she's going to get arrested. And that's what her that's what her vacation plans are. I'm going to go to D.C. and get arrested every Friday. I call them fire drill Fridays. Please come join me. So it's like <clears throat> the Jane, most you're no Greta Thunberg, honey. How dare you? It's <laughs> it's the most elitist thing I've ever heard. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll va- I'm gonna use my vacation to protest. Join me. And then, you know, uh when my <laughs> vacation is over, I'll fly back to LA and continue working on my hit TV show. Just have, it, have it makes about- me disgusted. Have you heard about this impeachment super squad? No, I haven't. There's a super squad <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, it's made up of the best of the best. Who do we got? Who do we got? We have Rosie O'Donnell. Nice. We have Tom Arnold, and we have Alyssa Milano. 
wait a minute. This, this is you're, you, we're, what we're doing now is we're going over things that I've been on Fox News commenting on, and it's hurting my feelings a little bit. I was on okay. Fox News commenting on Jane Fonda, and then this is the new uh, the, this is the new Twitter squad that yeah. was organized, and I commented on this as well. Now, granted, we have more time, so I can get it, and, and I don't have to be that funny on on this show. <laughs> but to me, now here's the thing. At first blush, it seems, uh, you know, naive and stupid and crazy. However, uh, there's something to what these guys are doing. They have a hashtag. They have a name for it. And it's not Super Squad. It's something else. I'd have to go back through my emails. I just saw it. And Alyssa Milano has spent too much time in my state trying to affect (laughs) elections and public policy and completely failed for me not to find her somewhat amusing. So here's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And this is. This is the scary part. They're organizing. Someone on the left put this together. And what he did is he's going through, in order to qualify for this little action committee, you have to have over 25,000 followers. So what he's going to do is uh, they're going to get together and they're going to coordinate in order to affect trends, affect hashtags, affect the news on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. So... Their plan is when the president does something, they're going to immediately get on the phone, talk about here's the hashtag we can use, here's the language we can use, and we'll all start tweeting in three, two, one, now, go, so that they can kind of uh, make sure their narrative gets out. It's actually like evil. It's like brilliant and evil. If you can get an army of people who all have 25,000 followers your message is going to get out fast, fast, you know, right or wrong or, or, or indifferent. <clears throat> it's, it's, uh, it's propaganda. It's propaganda. And they're not doing this for free. They actually have a GoFundMe. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's the despicable part. Oh, they yeah. Want Rosie and Tom Arnold and Alyssa Milano and all these people, they're going to they're gonna, uh, tweet for free, I guarantee you. But now they figured out a way, okay, we can get paid. We can get paid. Mm-hmm. It's just paid propaganda. Well, Alyssa's got to pay her taxes. Oh, has she got tax, tax problems? She's had tax problems for a couple of years. I don't know. Uh, she might have paid them by now, but yeah, she got hit big for that. But I mean, I just watch her. Thing. I mean, some of it, if if you're looking to influence, like, millennials, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that may work because they're the feelings generation. And there's actually a new interesting theory out there that we can explore another time as to why they turned out as weird as they did. Um, but if you're looking at people younger than that and people my age, their older cousins, we kind of look at it and we laugh. I mean, literally, M- Alyssa Milano was down here during a congressional election offering free rides to people to take them to vote, and her candidate still lost. Mm-hmm. Like, there are huge segments of this country that don't want people in Hollywood telling them what to do because we see the press that comes out of Hollywood. We see the things these people do in their personal lives. And why are you supposed to be my intellectual or moral better? Guess what? You're not. <laughs> I, I want, and I want to keep it that way. And that's mm-hmm. where we got to, you know, uh, you know, it, we were 
having some fun with Project Veritas and saying they got to release some more salacious stuff. Yeah. But hopefully there is that hunger for the truth. Hopefully the you know the Ben Shapiro videos will keep popping up on the the head of YouTube's kids you know suggested thing. As long as that can keep happening, I just maybe I'm just too much of a pessimist. I just can't think they're going to keep finding uh, new and amazing ways to deplatform people. I, I, that's like. Uh, I don't know if we if this had happened by the last week's podcast, but there was some big pro-Trump uh, Facebook site with over like three million people on it that got shut down. And I don't know if it's back up. I, I, I honestly yeah, no, don't. I, I need to check on that. But, um, you know, they continue to do that. But then Zuckerberg comes out and makes some really weird speech at Georgetown that everybody on the left gets mad at him about. Um you know, probably it, I took a look at that page and I'm not defending this, so don't take it that way. I think it's wrong. But big Alex Jones fans, you're not allowed to put InfoWars stuff on Facebook anymore. Like when they deplatformed well, Alex Jones, Facebook basically disappeared him. Yeah, but it's mm -hmm. so weird. It's like uh, Alex Jones was on shortly after he got maybe six months after he got deplatformed. Uh, he was talking on the, the Joe Rogan podcast yep. about uh, the pig people and how they're making pig people and they're they're doing <clears throat> and you look into it and he was right. He 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 was right. I mean, they're oh, trying. To... <laughs> I'm re dude, I'm reading some incredible stuff now because I'm really I'm, I'm really trying to dig into this whole Ukraine thing. Right. Because, you know, me, I get curious because I'm a little wonky. Yeah. So Glenn Beck did that whole Ukraine chalkboard thing, right? Yep. And I'm like, there's more to it than that. So then I go out and do something completely insane. And I watch Oliver Stone's video on the Ukrainian called the Maidan Re Revolution that took the last or the president out of power and elected Poroshenko, who was the last president before Zelensky, right? Yes. And Poroshenko is a very, very good ham as well. There's, is it? There's... <laughs> judo, honey. Judo. I'll oh, have the food. But anyway, I'll so I, I end up like hearing things and then I Google things. Well, I don't Google them. I brave them now because I don't Google anything. Um, that needs to stop being a verb. Um, I end up at places where the head of Google is meeting with Julian Assange back in the earth in the mid 2000s and a full transcript of that interview that went on for like three hours. And there were campaign people from advisors to Hillary Clinton and, and state department people there. Wow. And there's a recording. That is nuts. That is completely like, nuts. It's, it's completely nuts. But when you look at it, you start re like, I don't like Oliver Stone. I think he's insane. Right? He's a little nutty. He's a, He's a little, little nutty. nutty. He can but go a little far you, out on the tree. If you watch his, I don't know, it's like maybe an hour long, maybe a little less. <clears throat> you can't even find, like you can search it by title on YouTube now and it will not come up in the first 10 pages. I have the link for it, but it will not come up. Ever since Glenn Beck did his chalkboard, Oliver Stone's, <laughs> Oliver Stone's documentary on YouTube has disappeared. Wow. So I highly suggest you called Ukraine on fire. Ukraine um, on fire. Ukraine on fire. Um, I can send you the link, Michael. 
But there are certain things said in there where if you Google those terms, you end up on all these blogs and you're learning things that the news media has never told you. You're seeing translated speeches from parliamentary people in the Ukraine saying, why is the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine working with these NGOs to train people how to protest? You hear leaked calls from people like Victoria Newland and other representatives of the U.S. talking about who we're going to place in the government and what really happened during the Maidan Revolution. It's terrifying stuff. Yeah. Like, it's not just about what they did to Trump. It's about what they're hiding. Well, that is, I I noticed that someone on the left has finally picked up on this. Someone wrote an article for uh, Rolling Stone, which got, I I beg you, Rolling Stone, I beg you to get out of politics. I'm begging you to get back to music. But if you're going to do politics, at least ever occasionally they'll have a dude like this who who is in, who, who's pretty much saying what we're witnessing is the CIA and like he, I don't even know if he used the word deep state or not, but you're watching unelected officials decide who they want for president. And that is the danger. And this person, it's like God danger. bless him, is, is like saying, you know, put a, try to put aside your your hatred of Trump for a little bit. This poses a, this is the, this is the potential threat that comes when, okay, maybe there's a Democrat who's elected president and the CIA and the FBI, they don't like that person. Then I saw these, some similar in Vanity Fair, a similar article. I wonder that if this is kind of uh, dipping the toe in, in the water for what's about to happen. And I really hope it does happen. I really, well, I really. I really hope it does happen. I got high hopes for uh, Attorney General Bah. If you look at Glenn Greenwald, right, from The Intercept, you look at Michael Tracy, these are both journalists. Michael Tracy's an independent. Um, yeah. And Greg Greenwald used to have a contributorship, I believe, on M- MSNBC or CNN, one of them. Yeah. Because he started questioning all this stuff. And being suspicious of the intelligence agencies like the liberals used to be. I mean, yeah. this is a traditional liberal point of view, right? That secrecy and all, you know, clandestine kind of stuff is not good. And they basically they basically lost their official positions and went, you know, he went and started The Intercept. Michael Tracy's doing his own thing now because they weren't allowed to say that. On the left-leaning out outlets. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's so short-sighted of of and it's it's what I don't like about the the Democrat Party. It's what I don't like about the left. They go to this place where the ends justify the means. The ends justify the means exactly, and then they don't realize the reality they've set up. Okay, so yeah, sure, this will work for you guys this time, but now we're all going to be stuck with a big giant problem uh and uh, you know talk about i i used to hear it when they're like trump is undermining our our you know our faith in these institutions you shouldn't have faith in these institutions i well, don't like, like no you know who undermined my faith and you're like who's uh, uh who, who? Well, like people like james comey <laughs> oh god Peter yeah. Strzok, 
Issa Page, McCabe. I mean, come on. Trump didn't do anything to undermine my faith in those institutions. He was the target of these institutions. And as more information came out, I'm like, what? We're talking about some uh, big time social media kung fu. This is big. I've coined this phrase. It's mine. Social media kung fu. This goes to what uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden accomplished last week. So here's what they did. They took uh, they took all the time they needed for uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden to get their stories straight. They got they got Hunter Biden's best people to advise him. He went out and did a uh, an interview with Good Morning America on the morning the morning of the Democratic debate, so that all Joe had to do was you know what I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let Hunter's statement speak for itself. I'm gonna let Hunter's statement speak for itself. That was a brilliant piece of uh, PR on their co- that that was just you have to doff your cap uh, for those guys just well, for pulling that one off. Go it ahead. Was, it was a brilliant piece of PR. If you're being asked questions by CNN and the New York Times, I think there are a fair number of reporters in in the world um, and and commentators who still would have had a lot of questions because if if Hunter's best people advised him, they did it terrible job well it's, <laughs> yeah and 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 anderson cooper and and the people from cnn they certainly didn't hold anyone's feet to the fire anderson oh, no. cooper was it was an embarrassment to journalists that, that guy was a complete and total embarrassment you did nothing wrong trump has approved uh, has accused you of wrongdoing you've done nothing wrong nor illegal do you still feel good about what happened <laughs> i'm gonna let my son's uh, statement speak for itself yeah no. and, and then he's it's horrible I don't know that that was so much kung fu as it was. I don't know what word I would use for that. Now, there were quite a few candidates on the stage doing a little bit of kung fu with Elizabeth Warren, though. Uh, You know, I didn't see the entire debate. Uh, Uh My big joke joke on stage was I want it to be her. I want it to be her. That way, when they introduce the candidates, you know, like, here comes the president of the United States. Welcome, Donald Trump. And then everybody applauds, and now his Democratic challenger, Elizabeth Warren. I want the whole audience to do like the tomahawk chonk, you know, that whole ho, 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 ho. That would be hilarious. Now, Joe Joe Biden went after her. Tulsi Gabbard went after her. uh, Amy Klobuchar went back after her. Mayor Pete went after her. That's what we have to talk about. The whole, oh my gosh. The whole Hillary Clinton going after Tulsi Gabbard. The whole Hillary Clinton saying that Tulsi's a Russian asset. She's like, this is, it's, it's wonderful to watch it happen. And she's also saying that um, uh, Jill Stein is a Russian asset, too. Well, Jill, Stein like, does, Jill, Jill Stein does have a great deal of admiration for Putin. I remember one thing I found during 2016 is she was, six, she was, God, she's a nut. Um, she was suggesting exporting in one of her, her uh, town halls somewhere up in Vermont, I think it was. She was suggesting bringing acupuncture to Russia as a means of world peace. Well, that's just a stupid <laughs> hippie. That's just a dumbass hippie right there. But I, th- well, I, I, and I Not I, only that, they don't need Jill Stein anymore because the Green New Deal was on her website in 2016, and that's gone mainstream Democrat now. They don't need her anymore. I just, I, 
I just find it so insulting. If I was Tulsi Gabbard, I would be furious. Oh, did you How see? How dare you? Her did tweet you? was great. Her she called her like great. the queen of all, all warmongers. <laughs> just but, like, then, but then she ended up on, on Tucker. She ended up on CBS. She ended up on um, NBC, I think. Like MSNBC and, and CNN didn't have her. But she ended up on a lot of outlets and got very specific. And you know what? Um, chicken butt. Given everything I've been reading lately... I, I would agree. She's pretty much queen of the warmongers. Yeah. Yeah. And then just how, like Hillary Clinton, that she would she just so cavalierly just say that, well, you know, uh, the Russians are behind her and she's, you know, going to be a Russian asset. And blah, blah, blah. like like just casually with no proof, no nothing, pretty much calling somebody a double agent and a treasonous spy. A, vet, just, a veteran, no less, I who's still in the National God. Guard. Right, I swear and who was who, like, who was one of two, two, two Democrats on stage that actually loves America and doesn't hate people on the other side of the political aisle? It is so incredibly rude. <laughs> Just, mm-hmm. I can't get over. It. We'll have to dig back into that uh, uh, as soon as possible. But I'm so glad <laughs> that like we stumbled across it. Uh, oh, here's also what what's coming up. I guess uh, this will be Monday. We'll be listening to this on Monday. Go to theloftestparty.com because I guarantee we're gonna have the new Star Wars trailer, and that's gonna take up that's gonna take up a lot of my uh, mental <laughs> facilities. No, whole, no, it's gonna result in another twenty minute YouTube video. <laughs> it it might, it might. It's uh, but but it's a big it's a big couple of months for Star Wars because it, you got the new trailer coming out today, Monday. Uh, then in November, you've got the Mandalorian coming out, John Favreau. It looks like Kathleen Kennedy might not have a future with Disney. It, that's Listen, uh, you hear it here first, you guys. When it comes to politics, Gypsy and I are ahead of the curve. You will, you will win more arguments. You'll be more fun at parties. We're always ahead of the curve, and I love it. And like... When I was doing my Star Wars videos, I'm like, you cannot, con- you can't continue like this. They can tell me that, oh, you're just afraid of a powerful woman. That was a very successful movie. Look at the DVD. However, there's a reason why Kathleen Kennedy, it looks like she's going to be out. She's going to be out. There's a reason. So have a great week. I'm out on Long Island. We, we got shows in Southern California. Later on this week, more shows to be announced, other great stuff on the horizon. It's all good. And and dear, dear, dear uh, patrons and people from the Patreon page, I am getting organized uh, and the shirts will be coming. I got, uh, there's a there's a new patron who just signed up uh, for the, the, like the, the certain level where you get a t-shirt. The, the, the shirts will come because they're so great. I'm getting so many compliments on the shirts. So if, you, if you're at t-shirt level, I'm making that happen. You have not been forgotten. I will come back for you. Have a great day.